Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and as Andy mentioned, he's got the rest of the week off. He's hanging out in San Diego. He'll be watching some horses. I think you will see him in some other formats, but we gave him the mornings off so he can rest and relax and enjoy San Diego. So, joining in his steed, Mr. Matt Rooney, we welcome him back. Our guy, we're going to have more baseball. We're going to have some more hockey talk. How's it going, Matt? I'm good. Always happy to be uh, be the call of the bullpen here. I feel like I'm the guy like the, the Braves had a bullpen game the other night. I'm, I'm the guy you call in when you, you need a bullpen game from one of the starters. But hopefully this one goes a little bit better than, uh, than it did for the Braves the other night. Sorry, Dan. So as usual, we'll start with just a quick recap of last night. Of course, Monday night football, probably the biggest event going on. The Chiefs win? I mean, how did that go for you, Matt? I had and I, a DraftKings lineup. I think I won like five or six bucks. I had bucker in there or whatever it was an ugly night all around it was I, I don't know if did you have anything on that game there as a survivor player it would have been nice to see the Giants win I did not have much I didn't I, I was debating throwing some money on some of your first touchdown uh props I, I did not though I did see Kyle Rudolph while well, he didn't score the first touchdown did score the Giants first touchdown that probably could have paid you a little got got you a nice little payment if you uh if you had in that the prop. 30s I would assume uh that w- I, I caught the end of it uh the Giants got Man, they got hurt by a by a late game offsides call at the end again for the second time this year in prime time. That's a really tough way to end. I honestly, though, just watching the game, the Chiefs still look a little bit broken, and that late late game drive, whatever you want to call that, for the Giants after letting up that field goal was one of the worst tie the game effort drives I think I've ever seen. Taking the taking the sack, the penalties, or two whatever it was two sacks. Oh, it was that was that was bad. That was. Really yeah, watching him take sacks like that again. Sacks is a quarterback stat, and it was perfect. You could see it last night. He didn't have the best protection in the world, but at some point, you have to feel that pressure and yep. get rid of the stinking ball. You but, got uh, that was in the pocket. You're uh, your your bulls the... bet too. Your bulls uh, bet. That was, I was one just I had my say. eye on. I was I was I, I was watching keep, you know, keeping track of that one a little bit. Um, I was I was having dinner with my girlfriend last night, so I got to admit the Bulls game wasn't on the whole time. She had control of their mouth for a little bit of it, <laughs> but I was nice. tracking up. I you know I saw it was a fourteen point game going into the fourth quarter. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever you want to watch is fine. This one's over, and then it was not over. It was very much not over. Apparently, the Bulls just can't miss in the fourth the quarter. Brown bag bets Bulls score thirty nine points in the fourth quarter. The Celtics only put up eleven. They win one twenty eight to one fourteen. It was a pretty nice night, even with Joel and beat out. If you did follow me and take the minus five, that covered anyway. It was an exciting night. Got won all our bets last night in the NBA, but that Bulls win. I mean, thirty nine to thirty nine to eleven. To 11? Quarter. Yeah, that's me? that's it was unbelievable. And you go back through today, you can hear see some whispers. There is tur- tumult, turmoil, if you will. In the Celtics locker room, people are a little upset. It's, you know, what I talked about on a lot of our NBA shows and when we talked about some of this content, the Celtics are a team with a lot of talent, but there's just not a sense of chemistry there, a sense of rhythm. There's not anybody out there kind of driving the bus and creating energy and uh, shots and opportunities for other guys. It's just a lot of Tatum and, and Brown kind of holding the ball. And Marcus Smart was uh, not too uncomfortable to talk about that a little bit last night, but overall a good night in the NBA. And it's always nice to see the Bulls win, so. We love that. I was, I, I, I'm sure you probably knew this better than I did. I hadn't watched much of, De, I knew of DeMar DeRozan, knew he was a good player coming into this year, but I hadn't watched a whole bunch of him playing basketball. People in Chicago at least were a little bit worried. Or is, is there going to be a little bit of a back and forth between him and Zach Levine over who, who needs the ball a little bit more? Can they kind of coexist together? 
those guys have been really good together. And I had no idea DeMar DeRozan was this good of a shooter, this good of a this good of a scorer. He's been fantastic for him this year. Yeah, a lot of the negativity around him is that he has more of an old school game. You watch him, it's a lot of uh, twos and jump shots and posting up. It's, you know, in a lot of ways, it reminds you kind of like of Kobe Bryant shooting guards like that. Obviously not to that level, but kind of that same style. And people, I think, were worried, A, about how that works in the NBA today, and B, you know, what he was going to be like having to share the ball. But I wasn't too concerned about that. He's a consummate veteran. He was happy in Toronto to share the ball when he needed to. He went to San Antonio. I mean, that place is all about team over mm-hmm. over self. So I wasn't too worried about that. And as much as I didn't expect him to be this good, I thought he would be a nice veteran presence in that locker room. I thought he would be a good way to take some pressure off Levine. You know, there's another guy on the floor who can get his own shot. If Levine is struggling at the end of the shot clock, he can turn, throw it to DeRozan and somebody else on the floor who can kind of get something up quickly. So, um, I was more optimistic about that move. And I think as you're watching the Bulls, the pieces are really coming together nicely. It was, they made some good additions. Yeah. It's been, been fun to watch here from Chicago. They're, they're about the only good thing we got going right now. So it's fun to watch them. Let's get into what's happening tonight. The world series continues game six, the Atlanta Braves short underdogs here, the Houston Astros short favorites. We're in Houston, right? We are in Houston now for six and seven. Yeah. It was a two, three, two format. Yeah, so that makes perfect sense there. Again, the total sits at eight and a half. We've seen a ton of runs here. Who's pitching tonight, Matt, and how does that work out? Uh, the Braves have Max Freed going, who's been uh, not great his last couple starts, but but he's their ace, and I think Dan would probably even agree, no matter how bad he's been the last couple times out, he's probably the guy they, they want to go out there with the, with the World Series on the line here for him. Uh, Luis Garcia going for the Astros. He's going on short rest. He is, he's been their number two this series. Lance McCullers not throwing. He's kind of, he's he's their number three when McCullers is healthy. Apparently Dan alerted me his his home road splits are are quite different. He's a much better pitcher at home than on the road, which also might lead to why the Astros are a short favorite, even with a third starter on short rest. That said, I, I'm going to go, I, I, I like the Braves here. I like them in this situation. I think they kind of have to go and win it. We were talking, we like the over, the Braves team total over is only four. Uh, I, I like them to jump on the, the short, the, the starter on short rest and then Max Freed to, to finally figure it out here and then and put together a start to, to make him a Braves legend for Dan. That's, yeah, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's, you know, again, we've talked about Dan. He's not real happy. It's a shame. He had a nice time going to Atlanta. Those pictures are real fun, but we'll see. It's, you know, it looks like we've got basically a coin flip game here back and forth. It just depends whose bats get hot. So we'll see if we can get an over here or something like that. I also have a brave series future. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit optimistic for myself here. I'd like to see them close it out and give me that. Are you thinking about hedging at all at this point? Did you try to buy nah, out of that position I, a little bit at nah, all? I, I should have probably looked into it before game five, but now it's probably too late and it's not that big of a play for me. It was just kind of a, Let's have something on the series to keep it a little bit interesting. So it's it's not not a big enough investment for me to uh, to try and hedge that. Let's just we're gonna ride it out with the Braves. If anything, right. I might double up on their money line tonight and try and try. And I like it. it. Go Braves. Go over. I'll probably take a Braves team total over and team solidarity. Love it seems it. like it's been a fun bet. All right, let's get into some basketball. We do have there's less games tonight, of course, but we'll come back here see if we can keep things going. It's always fun and always a little bit risky, but we're going to bet on the Kings tonight. Yes, the Kings, the Sacramento Kings. Um, They will be playing the Jazz tonight. This is a really tough travel spot for the Jazz. They come home after a road trip to go right back out on the road in their next game. Uh, I believe this is a three and 
worst spot for them as well. The Kings come in here rested. I think, you know, you look at this number here, I have it closer to six and a half, seven myself, pretty much seven, you know, if I was going to hang it. But you look at the rest spot, you look at all the look ahead things here. The Kings have been playing solid basketball. This is a nice matchup for them. They have the guards um, with De'Aaron Fox, with um, Tyrese Halliburton, with Davion Mitchell to hang a little bit with, you know, the guards on the other side, with Donovan Mitchell, with Jordan Clarkson, um, with Mike Connolly Jr. there. Um, it should be a pretty competitive game again, and I just I don't think we're going to get the best look ever in Utah again. It's always tough for teams coming home in that first home game, especially when they have to go kind of right back out the door. The number looks big to me anyway, so we take in the quantitative and qualitative, like the plus nine there. And then it's finally first quarter season. We have enough data here for me to start running and looking at things. The first quarter markets, again, it's a little bit smaller, a little bit harder to find, but they're pretty much everywhere at this point. And if you poke around, the New Orleans Pelicans should be about three and a half everywhere. And if you take your time, there's one book in regulated states that even has a four and a half. I think it's still out there. But as you look at this line tonight, the Suns are minus 11, um, heading out to minus 12 here. So they do a lot of these first quarter lines. It's It looks you know pretty much like a correlation. If it's 11 or 12, we're going to see a first quarter line around three and a half or four. But as you start to dig in a little bit to not only some of those ratings and that correlation on how it's you know not totally correct all the time, you start to look at how teams have performed this season so far. The Pelicans have been a solid first quarter team. Phoenix has been terrible. They have been behind basically in every first quarter of the season. You go back and look throughout. Now, there is a little bit of hesitation here. Brandon Ingram is questionable tonight. We've got the Pelicans off two game rest. So um, I'm expecting either him or Deont Devontae Graham to be playing here if both of them are out. You know, I think there is still a small edge here on this three and a half. But again, I'm expecting Ingram or Graham to be in. I have this number close to two, two and a half myself. So let's go with Pelicans first quarter plus three and a half. I like it. I, I, I really like that Kings plus nine bet too. I've been uh, watched the Kings semi closely the last few years. Not as much this year, but I, I like that Kings plus nine. And now it's time for something I know even less about than baseball. Hockey, it's played on ice. They use sticks, and uh, there's some lines. That's pretty much about as far as it goes. You know what? That said, I know that's, this that's Connor McDavid fellow is pretty good. That's a pretty good basic understanding. We don't have Connor McDavid in our bets tonight. We did last night, though, on my, on my blog. It wasn't the greatest night for me picking, but the, it went one and two. But the one we did get right was Connor McDavid. Uh, and the Oilers to cover the one and a half. They did that. And uh, that, that's that's usually a good bet, just betting Connor McDavid's team to score a lot and him to score a lot. If you do that every <laughs> game, you're probably going to end up in the black for the year. No matter uh, what, I you do, should bet more Connor McDavid to win the Hart Trophy. The, you know what? At this point, if you can get it anywhere under like over like minus 200, just hop on that because it's, it's probably a lot. Oh, you could do point. better than yeah. that. There's plus numbers out there, but Take you've got a big slate here. Plus. I see quite a large menu. Let's see how you do here for a bounce back. And I like what you're doing there at the bottom. This is kind of you fun. Know, what do we got? That I, my the, the top two were my original picks for the night that those, those were two that I really liked. And then I, I, in, in the past, I've done some, well, let's, let's find some one and a half parlays that, that pay us pretty big. And we'll see if you can hit on a four team. And I've done it a decent amount of times you get lucky and then, I like the first two because of you went into some some deep dive analytics and on, on, on your your basketball numbers and had some some backed up advanced stats to talk about them. I talked about it on Friday. With, with my my hockey betting theory is good teams over bad teams just take the puck line. It's going to hit a good amount of times, especially when finding that plus number. And we have it in those first two games. The Flyers are I believe five and three, six and three this year. They're off to a pretty good start. Uh, the Coyotes are, as we talked about on Friday, very bad. 
Uh, I gave out, I believe the Capitals minus one and a half on the under in that game. And I think the Capitals did. I believe that was a three to one final. So both of those hit. Fade the Coyotes. They're not good. The Flyers are at home. They're, they're a pretty good team. Getting a plus number on the minus one and a half. I'm comfortable with riding with that. Uh, same thing next with the Wild. The Wild are a very good team this year. Very highly thought of. They're a team that's going to compete in the Central Division all season long. Uh, the Senators are not. They are they won a couple games early on, but they just got smoked by the Blackhawks last night. That was the Blackhawks' first win of the year. Ottawa was on a back-to-back. They're, they're traveling. Going to have some tired legs. I'm going to take the good team that's fresh over the bad team on a, on the second end of a back-to-back there. And I started looking for some ones, some, some, some good value on some minus one-and-a-halves. Predators are have been okay this year. They've been better their last couple games, but nothing special. They're going into a really tough place to play in Calgary. The Flames are 6-1-1 one, and one this year. Uh, they're scoring a whole lot of goals, so I'm going to take them minus the one-and-a-half at home because I think there's some value there. And the last one, uh, I decided to go on the alt-line route here because I, I, for the life of me, other, other than the fact they played about a week ago in Montreal, in Montreal, I believe won five, five or six to one. It was a real clunker for the Red Wings. Since that spot, the Red Wings have played some pretty darn good hockey. I believe they're three and two since then with a couple tough luck losses against some pretty good teams. Uh, one in overtime against the Panthers, and I believe the other was a, was a late game loss to the Maple Leafs. So they're playing good teams well. They're beating some bad teams. They're a much better team than I think the line is giving credit for. So I think there's some value there to get them at plus 320, laying the one and a half against the Montreal team who's coming home after a four-game road trip. And especially in the NHL, you, you tend to see a lot of teams lay a little bit of an egg in that first game back because they do get a little bit complacent. So I'm I, not to mention Montreal's two and eight this year, and I believe they've lost four in a row. So I'm going to lay that one and a half with Detroit, who's playing really good hockey lately. At plus 320, paying out over 3-1, to one. I, I like those chances a lot. And then you put it all together in a parlay, it plays you, plays you close to plus 5,000. So why not? Why not roll the dice on that one? I, I think that's a – I've already placed the bet myself, uh, and I, I'm ready to roll with it. Then you can even – you know, someone may or may not want to do some round robins like I just did. But I, I like it. I like the overall idea here, what you're doing, selling out – you know, you're selling, right? If by laying one and a half instead of the money line, you're selling, which is generally a good idea. And of course, you got to go back through and, and do the math, like you said, to kind of figure all those numbers out. But in general, it's a good idea to sell. Um, I like what you're talking about there. I always love backing my flyers. So I'm in here for a little hockey madness. It's always fun, too, in those 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 minus one and a half. If your team has the one goal lead in the end, trying to wait out the empty netter and see if you can sneak one in there at the end. There's not much better of a feeling than when your team gets one, you know, it dumps one all the way down the ice and it kind of trickles in. And you cover that one and a half. But uh, okay. I'm looking forward to this one. I, let, let's hope it hits. If it hits tomorrow, maybe I uh, maybe I quit the job and I'll be rich. And I won't have to do this anymore. <laughs> that would be Just a kidding. shame because we'd have to find somebody. You have to show up at host tomorrow. You're not allowed to quit. Okay, all right, fine. I'll show up at least you got to give us two weeks, right? That's fair, fair but I like this quite a bit. That'll be good to have the Flyers game on. We'll see how that goes. I wonder if I can get some cheap Flyers tickets. Hmm, there's a thought. Um, next up, of course, it wouldn't be a show without some tennis. We've got a couple tennis. names here. One we talked about yesterday. Again, there's not any major WTA tournaments this week, so you got to poke around a little bit. You know, check your books. Um, most of the good players are playing in what used to be the Fed Cup, what's now called the Billie Jean. King tournament, it's kind of a country-style tournament. I don't want to call it the World Cup of Tennis because it's nowhere close on that kind of level. But countries get together, they put teams and blah, blah, blah. But we do have some still 
some picks here. The younger players, some of the lower level players are still uh, different players. One we talked about yesterday. Again, this is one it's, it's kind of a hard spot to find. It's listed different ways at books. It's called a WTA 125K or a challenger tournament. Look for Midland. And you should be able to find Reese Brantmeyer, um, one of our favorite young players, has cast for us a couple times as a big underdog. And again, here it goes against Katie McNally, where I look at two players here. And another one of them is in great form, but I looked at kind of the losses. I've a little more heartened by Brant Myers' losses than what I've seen from McNally lately. Overall, she's had a much better season and it's such a huge number. Again, as I go through and try to tweak things, I can't get this less than three to one. I have this close to plus 225, somewhere in that range. Again, McNally, a good player. She's in her home country where she generally does well in some of these smaller events, but it's just too big of a number. So happy to take Brant Meyer. And the second one's going to be a little tougher to find. This is only, you know, again, you got to have a few different outs. This is at some regulated places. So you should be able to find it. But ITFW60, it's probably W60 France, also is in Nance. But look for Oceane Dodan, minus two games, minus two and a half games we're seeing. She's playing countrywoman Chloe Paquette. Paquette getting a lot of respect in the market, having won back-to-back titles at lower levels coming into this event. This is her first match, though, and at this point, she should start to be experiencing some fatigue. She'll also be indoors, where Dodan here is really great. You go back and look at some of her stats. She's had a nice season on hard courts, great server, big hitter. Once you start to go and look how she's done indoors, where you kind of take wind and things like that outside of the calculation, where she really can kind of hit her serve comfortably, she's been fantastic. So happy to play minus two, minus two and a half. Um, If you only have a money line there, anything minus 150 or better is fine, but you should be able to find a game spread. So two looks in tennis here for us. As we continue to cover as many sports as possible. What are we up to now? Like five? And now we have Maction. We do. I, I, I couldn't pass up on I could not pass up on an opportunity to put it. It's one of my favorite things in betting that everyone randomly knows about the Mac because of Maction. Like, way to go. Whoever in the Mac figured out we need to start playing football on random nights during the week because that's how we're gonna get people to watch. And we got Maction, baby. This is our first Maction of the year. This is our first Maction of the year. And I, I like before Maction had you know started a few years back, I didn't really pay too much attention to the Mac because why would you? But now, at least early on in seasons, I am keeping an eye on some teams. I'm seeing who's winning games, who's playing who tough, because I know once November rolls around, I'm going to need to know who's going to be covering spreads, who the good teams are. And while I, I don't think I have as good of an understanding of that as producer Dan, I think I have at least a general idea. So I do have some, some Maction picks here. Um, the first matchup is Ball State at Akron. I was talking about it with Dan earlier uh, earlier this morning. We were getting the, getting the picks. Maction to me is obviously about the good teams, but a lot of times there's some really really bad teams at the bottom of the MAC, and Akron has been one of those for a while. Uh, Ball State has had an up and down year, a little bit of a disappointing year for them. They came in with some high expectations that they haven't quite lived up to uh, after the MAC uh, MAC title game appearance last year. But I'm going to take their team total over over 38 and a half. Pretty good value against a, a very, very bad Akron defense. I believe they're bottom 10 or so in the country. That's really more of a fade Akron play. Um, even though they're at home, they're just they're a very, very bad football team. Uh, Ohio and Miami, Ohio. When I think of Maction, this is just uh, this is the matchup I always think of. I feel like Miami of Ohio two. is is the Mac. Ohio, M- oh, Miami of Ohio, and Ohio, Miami of Ohio. I feel like. It's That's on every. It's on every Tuesday night when during Mac. I, I you can't convince me otherwise. They play every Tuesday night when action rolls around. But uh, Ohio's off to a, a rough, rough, or is having a rough year. We can't say off to a start anymore. Wow, there's only four weeks left. That makes me sad. Um, 
They're one and seven this year, but they've played some really, really tight games, especially in the Mac. They're at home against a Miami, Ohio team that is up at the top of the conference. I think it's, I think they're second only to Kent state. So they're competing for a Mac championship. Miami's probably going to win the game outright, but Ohio has been really close this year in a lot of games. They always play this game always seems to be a close rivalry game. They're at home. And in all honesty, with, with Maction, I'm just so used to betting on Ohio because I've been doing it for so long. I can't get through my brain that they're one and seven this year. Part of me just sees Miami, Miami of Ohio on a Tuesday night. I'm sorry, Ohio and on Tuesday night, and I want to bet them. But I really do like them as home dogs over a touchdown. Um, they've been better than their record suggests this year. And as good as Miami of Ohio is, their games have also been closer games. They're not winning a whole lot of blowouts. So I'm going to take Ohio there plus the seven and a half. And Toledo against Eastern Michigan. Uh, Toledo's been pretty good this year. They're four and four, but they played some some good teams pretty tough. They went into Notre Dame Stadium, played them very tough. I remember uh, we were uh, as, a, as a team in Vegas for that, and I was convinced Toledo was about to beat Notre Dame. Thankfully, <laughs> they didn't. Um, they, they played, uh, I believe it was Iowa, pretty tough as well. Uh, Eastern Michigan has been, I think, believe they're five and three this year. Toledo's four and four. I don't know a ton about Eastern Michigan. This is more of a, I'm backing the home team uh, getting who I've seen play a couple times this year against pretty good teams laying only the eight and a half. I, I think I'm comfortable riding with Toledo. This, this for me is going to be a lot like Andy's. Uh, if you remember in the summer, Andy picked every Euro matchup on Brown bag bets. I'm going to pick all the action. <laughs> I'm going to have a pick for every action game, whether it's on Brown bag bets shows I'm on, on the blog. I'm going to do my best and see what I can do here. See if I can replicate Andy's, uh, Andy's 500 record in the Euros, picking something he doesn't know all that much about. I'm going to see if I can replicate that here with Maxion. But Dan also has a uh, on the website who knows more about Maxion than I do. He's got a prize picks entry, so get up there. He, the blog is on the site now. I'll make sure it's uh, it's up on the carousel pin there. So if you want to bet some Maxion tonight, bet some prize picks entries, check out Dan's. Uh, use promo code BBB or BetSperts, whichever one of ours you want to use that we promote. Uh, you'll get... Uh, 100% deposit match up to up to $100 on your first deposit. So go ahead and then make some prize picks plays on uh, on Maction. I love it. You get some free money. We got some Maction. That's pretty good. I see here in the chat there, Nick Holt says Kent State tomorrow night. I I assume that's football. Kent, Kent State is the uh, <laughs> Kent State is the class of the Mac right now, I believe. I just know them as the uh, former home of Antonio Gates. That's true. It's a good basketball team. They're fun for a couple of years. All right, Matty, thank you very much. Anything else for the people here before we put a wrap on the Tuesday show? Good luck, Dan. Let's get you a World Series. Let's make tomorrow. Come on, World Braves. Do it for the, the Braves, kids. Do it for Dan. Dan's going to win a World Series. I'm going to win a plus 5,000 parlay. It's going to be a great day on Wednesday's Brown Bag Bets. We'll see you tomorrow.